Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out episode 552. Unfortunately, this week, Daphne passed away at the age of 46. She was best known from WCW and TNA. Um, I thought the stuff that she did with David Flair and Crowbar in WCW and then Stevie Richards and Raven in TNA was great. Yeah, she's uh, so well well known for all of that and she her character was um incredible yeah it was know? she was definitely she was ahead of her time a hundred percent and yeah. i think had one of the best gimmicks in wrestling history and she played it so perfectly totally agreed and what was cool is that off screen you always saw and heard stories about how nice of a person what she was too yeah you know, especially like when you see uh, uh, wrestlers get interviewed and they always and if somebody brings up WCW and they bring up Daphne's name, they always have something good to say about her. Um, yeah, but so many uh, great memories of even, her with WCW uh, and, in, was, and TNA. I was going to say even before she was with uh, Stevie Richards and Raven, she was with the beautiful people as if I'm not mistaken, I believe she was as Sarah Palin, but they called her the governor. <laughs> and I, uh, I thought so. that was that was great, too, because she put on the, the, the accent and everything. Yeah, but, and I believe she was like an improv actor. I don't and know that about was, that, but I know she I did think, get her start in acting. Yeah, I think she was an improv actor, and that was where – that was really what gave her um, uh, a, a, just a head start on all of this. Yeah, she did not get her start in wrestling as a wrestler. She started as David Flair's, like, girlfriend. Girlfriend, yeah. On screen. Mm -hmm. And then she was just so willing to learn and take all the bumps and everything. And really, like I said, one of the best gimmicks in in wrestling. Even, Even in TNA, she wrestled multiple Monsters Ball matches. The thumbtack match. She was a former WCW Cruiserweight champion. If you've not watched that match against Crowbar, it's definitely a funny match to watch. Um, and also, yeah. I want to add that she had one of the best Jax figures while she was in TNA. After mm. Jax ended their contract with WWE, they were doing Jax uh, TNA figures, and I think it was one of the best figures they ever put out. But Yeah, so unfortunate, though. Yeah, this month is National Suicide Prevention Month. I hope nobody ever feels like they're alone. And if you ever do, please don't hesitate to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Yeah, for sure. Please uh, uh, contact them. Get the help. Uh, You are not alone in this. And there's always someone there for you. And it's just very, very um, sad. Very sad to see all this happen. Heartbreaking. And the the number, 1-800-273-TALK. 8255. Please don't hesitate to talk to someone, anyone. But we'd like to offer our condolences to Daphne's family and friends and fans. And we'd like to pay tribute to her with a 10 bell salute.
This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Friend and like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode 552. I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161. I'm joined here by Dave, who you can follow on Twitter and Instagram at DavidPTDPT. Chris is not with us. Follow him on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog. And collectively, you can follow us at Marking Out on Twitter at MarkingOut11 on Instagram and on YouTube, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. There's a sale going on if you're listening to this before the 6th of September. Use the code Labor Day. Get yourself 20% off. Uh, also, speaking of 20% off, Manscaped.com. Use the code regardless. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. Check us out. Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com. Dave. How you doing? I'm doing great. I am, uh, you know, I'm, and somehow the time always flies and we end up recording. It feels like just yesterday we were recording. But how about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling awesome as always. Uh, do any awesome. fun? Awesome. So fun anything, anything good this week? I just asked you that. <laughs> oh, well, no, no, nothing. How about you? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say, uh, it's I mean, it's fun, perhaps. I grilled up some burgers. Used the uh, the white American cheese, the undyed real American cheese. <laughs> made uh, I made whole potatoes for the first time in the air fryer, which came out pretty good. Mm-hmm. Grilled up some corn. I feel like I should uh, have you saying what, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, after I say what I did. <laughs> what? I grilled up some corn. What? What? Grilled up some steaks. What? <laughs> Definitely put too much mustard. What? But the steak turned out good. But that's that basically <laughs> that's basically my week. I mean, on the same, um, did go did meet up with Chris oh, uh, for Mr. hangout. Uh, yeah, a little birthday party, and uh, that was a lot of fun. Great grilling as well. Had some grilled chicken, which was unbelievable. But yeah, he yeah. makes. He, I'm assuming he did that, right? Yes, he makes really good grilled chicken. He does. He really does. Why why, you know? why did I have grilled chicken with him that last time? Why were we over his house? Just a summer I, bash? I don't recall. It was like two years ago we played hacky sack. Uh, <laughs> your guess is that you can say anything and I'm just going to buy you right remember, into it. Do you remember playing hacky sack at Chris's house? Kind of. And we played baseball and then it poured, but we still like played? Maybe. A little bit. I don't remember why we were there, but it was good chicken. I could, <laughs> I could say that. Well, the chicken was good. Something that was also good was the pro wrestling this week. So let's get on to some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which was supposed to kick off with the Damian Priest Open Challenge. But Damian Priest, he spoke about Bobby Lashley leaving the match last week. Sheamus came out to accept it. That brings out Drew McIntyre, who 
who said he's won every single championship except for the United States Championship. Lashley and MVP come out. This starts some Goldberg chants, which I feel like we could just mention the fact that uh, they had aired footage of Goldberg later on. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. he was talking about his injury from Bobby Lashley. But he also said that he's coming for Lashley for what he did to Gage. He does not care about the title anymore. I don't know whether or not I believe that. I think uh, think we do not believe that. I think that he definitely cares about it. But on the other hand, um, it was interesting and cool to hear those Goldberg chants, you know? So much for the crowd not caring about Goldberg coming back to wrestling. Or Live crowds, I think, care about chanting Goldberg. I don't think they care about watching Goldberg. That's the thing. That's why I always say it. Um, like when talking about the uh, the legends of pro wrestling, Big Show, uh, Goldberg, those kind of caliber wrestlers. When we watch it on TV, it's all right. But it's one of those things where like oh, it should be a younger talent or something. But for a live crowd, I I feel like it's incredible to see those wrestlers, and it's just fun to relive that nostalgia factor of it. And I feel like with Goldberg, it brings a lot of nostalgia. Yeah, but with those Goldberg chants, we saw Bobby Lashley and MVP basically say, "I if I'm not mistaken, Lashley wanted that U.S. championship. Oh, yeah. And then RK-Bro come out, and Lashley's like, well, maybe I should take the tag team championships instead. Riddle brings up the open challenge, and he's like, okay, MVP accepts. Sonya Deville, Adam Pierce come out. Pierce sets up a triple threat for the United States Championship, and Sonya Deville sets up that tag team title match. First match of the evening, though, saw Rhea Ripley pick up the victory over Shayna Baszler. With Nikki A.S.H. in Rhea Ripley's corner. Nia Jax cut a promo beforehand. Kind of maybe threw a little bit of shade towards Shayna Baszler. And just it's... promised to, uh, by the end of the night, have Rhea Ripley, Nikki Ash, and Charlotte Flair down. Hey, Nia Jax made that, uh, made that known, too, later on. I liked this match. I think it would have worked even better in NXT. But I, uh, I did like the match. Yeah. Nia yeah, Jax. I like, the, I like the ending of it. Yeah. But Nia Jax did attack Nikki Cross during this match. That Olympic slam pin thing that Shayna that Baszler was cool. did was really cool. Yeah, that was, that was very innovative. I don't know if she's done that one before, but that was really cool. I feel like she might have, but like I also don't fully remember ever seeing it before. Yeah. Uh, and then Nia Jax attacked Rhea Ripley. After that, the War Raiders cut a promo. The War Raiders? Viking Raiders. There you go. The Viking Raiders cut a promo, but it was basically the same stuff that they've been saying for, like, every single time they cut a promo. And we've yet to see them, like, actually be used. Um, go, Yeah, like, go back to that NXT version. Yeah, so the Viking Raiders then pick up a victory over Jinder Mahal and Veer. I liked, really liked that running... Fez press that Veer did. Super powerful. I don't know if I've ever seen somebody like not follow up a Thez press with punches without like punches or like a head 
butt or um, head smashes. There was Mickey just no follow up. No. Say that again. I don't know. I feel like we've seen it before. I don't know. We've seen just a Fez press and then just them get up. I don't know. Does Mickey James do that? I feel like I want to say yes. I'm yeah, not sure. she definitely I does can't the Fez press. For she definitely does the the Fez press. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that. But mm-hmm. the crowd, though, not uh, not really into this match. No, I understand that, but I think Veer had a good showing in this. I feel like, unfortunately, they're not going to get the attention that they may or may not deserve, no matter what. I, I feel still, like they're just. I, still, I want that million dollar arm. Yeah, right. If he has it, like why just, not use it? Obviously, I he's not like going out just, there and pitching or anything. But if he has that name, yeah. how are they not using that? I don't know. I feel like they're just going to end up falling through the cracks of it all. Well, right now, who knows? Because yeah. they were used. He was used, and gender was used. Mm-hmm. After that, Damian Priest picked up the victory over Sheamus and Drew McIntyre to retain the United States Championship. I didn't really care for this, this match. I didn't either. I mean, it did I have like its moments. Monday, yeah, and the really fans didn't seem like they cared at first, but I think the ending was hot. I don't know. I didn't care for any of it. The ending, though, do... I think the ending was hot. Once past a certain point in that match, it was like, okay, now it's good. Uh, it didn't do anything for me at all. It didn't do anything. And it seems like this Monday Night Raw, it well. was hit or miss. But, like, you know, you you hear about these rumors about how everything was pretty much scrapped like five minutes before airtime. You know? Yeah. But after that, Damian Priest and Drew McIntyre had, like, a stare down. Followed by a handshake, maybe a little tiny sprinkling of a passing of a torch sort of thing. Could be. Could uh, be. We saw a 24-7 championship segment again. This time Reggie was at another park. Akira Tozawa was dressed as a dog. <laughs> and R-Truth had a blonde wig on. And uh, some of that was, like, nerve-wracking. Yeah. Like, watching it, like, I was, like, oh, like, I was getting, like, nervous. Because when he was up on that bridge doing, like, the jumping gimmicks and everything, it's, like, I I know I wouldn't be able to do that. And mm. I would certainly, most likely, fall off. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't. You have, like, the balance of a cat. I, mean, I used to. Now, not so much, but. Okay, true, true. It's been a while. I mean, you know, you haven't been in the ring, Brandon. What do you expect? Yeah, you gotta, you gotta walk the ropes a little bit more. You know, I've. I don't. I didn't fall down the steps, but like a few months ago, I still have no idea how this happened. I don't know if, if I even said this. I feel like I might have said this on the show, but I was walking down the steps and I got to like the final, I think three steps on my staircase, and for some reason I just like completely omitted them, Whoa. and I walk. I like walked and landed spinneruni position. Ouch. As if I'm like about to do the Booker T taunt. Are you bruised? No, this was months ago, but I I didn't get bruised from it or, or anything. But like I literally landed like it was a loud bump on my knee. <laughs> I, you're lucky you didn't break your knee, your patella, or, or I, I something. have no idea how I missed that step, like or the multiple steps like that. I I just I have no idea. But you're lucky you didn't break something, dude. But yeah, that's like I used to. I don't know. I used to have better balance. 
Be careful. Don't yeah. wear socks on those steps. Don't what? Wear socks on the I steps. I was wearing socks. I'm never not wearing socks. Dude, I'm going to get you like socks with the little the, sticking the pads underneath socks. them. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you those socks because I got to make sure you're not falling down steps. I had, uh, I don't know if they're Patriot ones or, or Buffalo Bill ones. Buffalo Bills, I should say. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills, another thing. <laughs> But I had a pair of those when I was a kid, and I have one of them still. I don't know where the other one went. But yeah. back to Monday Night Raw. Dewdrop versus Eva Marie ended with a no contest. Um, or I didn't even start. I didn't even think it was a no contest. The match didn't even start, right? No, it didn't even didn't even start. Uh, Dewdrop just going to town on Eva Marie. Uh, and she counted her own three count. Yeah. You know, she counted her own three, but not really much to take out of this. I don't know what's going to happen following this, though, you know? Right. I'm not too sure. But next up, you had Karrion Cross pick up the victory over Umberto Carrillo. Um, you're not really tip- – your typical cross match, you know? He came out wearing his funny attire. He did a f- his cool moves, and he – Umberto so... had nothing else to do. He was submitted. With the way Umberto Carrillo has been treated, to me, this made Karrion Cross look bad. I think it took way too long for him to win. I feel like this is nothing new with Karrion Cross, though. Like, we've seen this on, t- on, on NXT as well many times where you would expect Karrion Cross to have a squash match, but he ends up having like a. Uh, maybe an eight to ten minute match with the person, maybe five, um, with the person having the advantage at times. So I don't think it's necessarily bad. I don't know per se. I just uh, outside of cross, I I really just want. Oh, hmm. That just popped into yes. my head. I wonder if they changed Nikki's name because of carrying cross. Huh, maybe. But what I was going to say, outside of Karrion Cross, I would really like for Umberto Carrillo and Angel Garza to just be a tag team. I want to see them wrestle and be actual contenders. Mm-hmm. I want to watch. It's like the Lucha House Party, too. We had the like the little sprinkling a few months ago. They, they were doing Raw and NXT, and then it just like ended. I want to see these guys. Drew Gulak. Yeah. I know. But what can you do, you know? But next up is something that I had to rewatch a thousand times. I, I also watched this yeah. too. <laughs> now, I think that the entire IWC and every fan that knew about it did. Nia Jax defeated Charlotte Flair, but... Clean. It, clean. Very clean. But the match itself was not so clean. It was it very was awkward. Slop. I don't know what was going on in this match. I don't like neither of them were selling. Yeah, it was if you've ever seen, there's a clip from PWS of Matt Bourne, Doink the Clown, wrestling Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and it turns into like a a shoot fight, I believe. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. It was very bizarre watching that. I mean, there was two women at um, bar wrestling, I believe. Uh, it may have been uh, Rachel Ellering and someone else that had a similar match where the two people... I mean, we've seen this many, many times 
where the two people are pretty much sandbagging each other and they're not selling the punches and all of that stuff. And just to see, but to think, to see someone as high as Charlotte Flair, not necessarily, Nia Jax, of course, is high, but Charlotte Flair, I feel like, is um, um, a role, I guess they both are role models to many women out there, uh, wrestlers, period. But I feel like just to see them in a professional level acting like children in this way. But we don't is... know. But we don't know if that was like anything. We don't know. We don't. And if not, it's best that we do not find out if it was a shoot or not. Let us believe it was a shoot. Don't. I go... just even if it was a shoot, why? I don't understand. What what was that? Yeah. It definitely did not make any sense. It, if anything, it was just an awful match. Uh, you know, if, if it was not a shoot, then there was no reason to go about it this way. Um, Vince was like, Nia oh, Jax, you like, your father's going to appear on the NWA? I'm going to have you do this. Yeah, Nia Jax, like, really, like, looked like she was ready to take her head off on some of those uh, smacks to the face. And the spot that everyone, like, freaked out, like, oh, Nia Jax almost did something bad. To me, I watched the spot, the backdrop spot. I thought that looked fantastic. That was just a drop back uh, body suplex. I didn't see anything wrong with that. And everyone's like, oh my God, Nia Jax could have seriously hurt her there. And it's like, to me, she lands flat back. It's not like there's nothing bad about that spot. I thought it looked really good. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think that that. I think that if you probably spoke to the two of them, that spot wasn't as bad as everybody's making it out to be the next spot earlier in the night i think with rhea ripley might have been a little iffy but out of this segment the most uh that i was disappointed with aside from not knowing what that match was charlotte flair losing right was no no alexa (laughs) bliss we had her last week or whatever come out and say hello to charlotte and that was it I thought we were going to see Nia Jax win this match with a distraction from Alexa Bliss. And then when Nia Jax won cleanly, I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Alexa Bliss will come out now and do some shtick. No. Nothing. Very weird. Nothing. But Yeah, I know. After Next that, up you had- we saw Amos pick up the victory over John Morrison. John Morrison, if I'm not mistaken, challenged almost to impress his acting coach and prove to Miz that he's the bigger man. If I'm not mistaken. But this match, I didn't hate it. I we want more for John Morrison. It was a lot of like evasion for John Morrison here. I didn't like it at all. I thought it, I thought in my opinion, I thought it looked sloppy. I, I don't think so. I, I think it was just in, a lot of the typical in, in, what we would expect from John Morrison. I want to see John Morrison versus Reggie. In my opinion, I thought that John Morrison versus Omos was sloppy. I think that they weren't on track together. I think John Morrison tried those evading tactics, but the evading tactics didn't really come off all that great. Like there was that point where he did that rebound move uh, into Omos. But there was like two, like he had to stand there for two seconds until almost grabbed him. Uh, so he like went for the kick and then like stopped himself to wait for almost to grab him. They, I feel like they just weren't in sync together 
Um, I thought that it was sloppy. Well, could have been better. After that, we saw AJ Styles pick up the victory over Xavier Woods. I, I didn't get why this was a match. I think that this goes into that entire aspect with creative, like, uh, like how they had everything set up for Monday Night Raw, but then they proceed to change everything around, so nobody really knew what their matches were. And we've seen and, AJ Styles and Xavier Woods kill it in the past. Yeah. This one, I didn't really care for it. No, me neither. Me neither. Main event, but, though, saw RK-Bro pick up the victory over MVP and Lashley to retain the Raw Tag Team Championships. I would have liked if this match had been a little longer. I was fine with the timing of it. I didn't want it to be... I just wanted some more time from this. I don't know. A little bit. Just a little I bit. Didn't, I didn't want it to be longer or anything like that. I like the interactions with RK-Bro. I think that they are meshing very well together. Um... I, again, by the way, I might have in the past complained about a WWE champion being in a tag team match like this for a title like that. But I just, I'm such a fan of Bobby Lashley right now in this run that I didn't mind that. My one question here, why was that Amos spot not a DQ? The referee saw that. Yeah, I know. But they went on to win anyway, and Lashley attacked Matt Riddle after the match, went to do something else, but he gets hit with the uh, RKO, and that's the end of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that was it. Speaking of the end, a lot of people think the end of NXT will be coming soon. I guess uh, before we move to NXT, we should address the rumors of Bruce Prichard and Vince McMahon taking over NXT. It's apparently um, just NXT TV, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, uh, Matt Bloom, William Regal. They're still all going to be doing what they've been doing behind the scenes, apparently. Now, the rumor from what I've been seeing was that Vince uh, is just taking over also potentially the main characters, like the main roster roles. Like, like hopefully the- TV is still good. I know Raw is iffy most of the time. SmackDown can be like that for the most part. SmackDown's decent. But they're huge in ratings for professional wrestling. And I can't judge what's not there. I can't judge what I didn't see until we actually get to see these changes. Which we won't see until September 14th. That's when it's live again. That's what I'm saying too. A lot of people are being very quick to judge. Uh... Let's let it play out. Let's see what happens. I mean, also, let's call a spade a spade. This is not breaking the Vince McMahon-Triple H relationship. Triple H isn't going to... This is a business decision that I'm sure Vince McMahon, Stephanie, and Triple H had many times uh, over the course of who knows how long. This isn't just a sporadic thing of Vince taking control away from Triple H. I, I really do not believe that. And we'll see what it is. Like, I mean, people will make fun of the original format of NXT and be like, oh, that's coming back. Of course. But the, people, the, the, the original the, NXT gave us the, the very first main event of NXT was Chris Jericho versus Daniel Bryan. 
quick match, but still a really good match. Yeah. Yes, and we I, got those goofy competitions and stuff. And yes, the later seasons dragged on and it eventually just became a dot-com exclusive, but I enjoyed the basis of what NXT was. Go back even further to ECW. I know Bruce Pritchard wasn't in WWE when that was going on or when the NXT was originally there, but Vince McMahon had to have been the person mainly in charge of stuff like that, I assume. I'm not worried at all. I don't think it's going to go back to that original NXT competition time. <laughs> I don't think so either, but yeah, you never know. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think so. But no matter I what, the thing, so that's, the thing that stinks is that no matter what, even if they give us the best of the best, fans are going to hate it. Yeah, they're like, in the mud. Exactly. You are always going to have fans complain, complain, complain about something. They will never be happy. So no matter what, it really doesn't matter what Vince McMahon does with NXT. Because let's face it, you are going to complain about it. You are not going to like it. No matter what, you are going to find a reason to get behind that Twitter, that keyboard, and type away your feelings and let the entire world know how much you hate Vince McMahon and the product and how AEW rules the world compared to everything. And then you're going to have those fans also jump on after watching AEW and say, oh, this is awful compared to NXT and why are they doing this and why are they doing with that and CM Punk shouldn't have done that. He should have had a match already. He shouldn't have been interrupted and attacked by whatever and this and that and why Darby Allen and complain and complain and complain and complain. So honestly, whatever all these fans think about after anything with Vince McMahon, it doesn't matter because they're not going to be a fan of it anyways. What do you think of the new logo? I don't mind it. Let's see what happens. I don't mind it, you know? Okay, it's not centered. <laughs> oh my god. It's the end of the world. It's not centered. Ah, why? Get over it, dude. Oh man. That's why. Who cares? Moving over logo. to actual NXT though. Let's move over to TV. Uh, it kicks off Saray picking up the victory over Mandy Rose, so you get your wish there. She's actually wrestling. Yes, finally. She gets the, the victory over her via countout, but Gigi Dolan and JC Jane were out there with Mandy. I liked the uh, the fisherman suplex that Saray did, but yeah. Saray hits that dropkick, that nasty dropkick uh. on the bottom rope. Mandy uh, rolls out of the, win- the, the ring. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane walk her off with a towel over her face. I like it. And then later on, Gigi and JC jumped Saray. Do you think we could see Mandy Rose go dark and called the Dark Rose? I don't, I don't, the MCU, I don't know. Or the Red Rose. Or DC or whatever. I don't know, like, why don't we see, like, uh, like Jane and uh, Dolan, like, kind of just, uh, I don't know. And then Who Paige knows? returns, and she's actually the, the leader. Yeah, right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll probably see Paige back in AE, back in the wrestling ring for AEW before anything else. I don't know about that. But next up, you had Kyle O'Reilly pick up the victory over Duke Hudson. Um, I you if you can you knew that Kyle O'Reilly was going to pick up the victory. But I thought it was a good performance by Duke Hudson. 
Yeah, a very good showing for him. And I thought it was yeah. a good match. Kyle O'Reilly tapped him out to win. And I don't know if, if I definitely knew Kyle O'Reilly was walking out as the winner there. I guess it could have went anyway. He got the upper hand last week. Duke Hudson backstage, so I don't know. That's true. It would I feel like it. I would have liked it more if Duke Hudson picked up the victory in this one. Or maybe just continue to act, attack him to get a DQ finish. Um, well, I would have liked Hudson to get the victory. After that, Ilya Dragunov came out, limping out, I might add, and announced that he's leaving. He said he'll, we'll, we'll see him again soon. I don't know how soon. But he basically just asked who's going to step up next to, to challenge him. Goldberg. Yeah. Goldberg's flying to the UK to take on Ilya Dragunov. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> After that, Kaylee Ray had a sit-down interview where she puts Raquel Gonzalez, Ember Moon, and Io Shirai all on notice. She said she's here to dominate in the United States. And then later on, Ember Moon responded and challenged Kaylee Ray to a match. Um, I'm looking forward to that, you know. Next yeah. up, you had Carmelo Hayes being interviewed backstage. Uh, a nice little spotlight for him, especially after um, winning the breakout tournament. But that gets interrupted by uh, Legado del Fantasmo. Yeah, he teased uh, using his contract on everyone, but Electra Lopez cut him off and said that the North American Championship is for Santos. Santos told him to stay out of his business, and he's like, I'll do whatever I want. (laughs) After that, Imperium picked up the victory over Grayson Waller and Drake Maverick. Interesting combo here. Really sucks that Killian Dane was released, but with that comes this new tag team now where it seemed like Drake Maverick flipped his character. He's a bit more serious now. Uh, Waller is what Maverick was. There was a bit of a miscommunication between Grayson and Drake Maverick, which led to the end of the match. And Maverick didn't really seem like he wanted to be there. He seemed like he was disappointed in the loss or just disappointed in being there in general. So Yeah, and yeah, for sure. And I feel like this is like Drake Maverick, someone else that all the fans are not happy with at times. You know, like not tuning into his matches and stuff like that. Yet the same fans are the ones that were first to complain about when he was released and put out the video. I hate fans. But not ours. WC, yeah. After that, Indy Hartwell asked Johnny Gargano to give Dexter Loomis a chance. Johnny Gargano was shaken up by Dexter Loomis, which I thought was funny. And he agreed to have both of them in his corner. Uh, The match goes on. L.A. Knight picks up the victory over Johnny Gargano. Gargano, I liked looking for that high five. Typically would be for Austin Theory, who's been gone for weeks. Yeah, not there. And uh, Dexter Loomis went for it. I like that move that that, that L.A. Knight did. It was like a reverse big ending, almost. Yeah, L.A. Knight. I I like that the entire stuff with, like, the Million Dollar Man has just totally, like, left him. Like, there is no signs of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the entrance um, and everything like that. 
Johnny Gargano but, got knocked off the apron at one point. Dexter Loomis caught him. I thought that was a funny moment. Yeah, I feel like Gargano and Loomis are going to be very fun together. Do you see them as tag team champions? Uh, I feel like that could be a comedic tag team. That I, I really want. I was see. thinking is, that when I was watching that, like he pushed Johnny Gargano out of the way of LA Knight from behind, and then they even did that high five spot during the match. I and Johnny like, Gargano went to, but that's when LA Knight hit him with his finisher. So it's like during some points of that match, I'm like, oh, I could definitely see them teaming up. And I then at like the end, it's like he's like pissed off at Loomis. And that's the thing. I feel like this is going to become, I don't know, maybe they have their their match, their big match. But then after that, Indy and Indy kind of pairs them together and they end up ha- being forced into a position of having to ta- ta- uh, tag together. They pick up a victory and then they're like, okay, he's not like Gargano's like, okay, he's very weird, but you know, he's okay. I guess, you know, I'm happy for you, Indy. And um, to make you happy, I guess I'll team with him tonight. You know, also, something like that. By the way, some uh, wrestlers teasing, making appearances at Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell's wedding. Who? I don't think it'll happen, but Tommy Dreamer teased it. Nick Aldis teased it. It would be really cool if they did, but, like, I'm going to say there's no way in hell, given Tommy's Impact Wrestling Association and then Nick Aldis's association to the NWA right now. Yeah, why Nick Aldis? I, I don't, maybe he's friends with Dexter Loomis. I feel like Nick Aldis, I don't know. He's one person I would like to see in WWE. But I feel like with everything that happened with Mickey James, he's also one of the last people I would see with WWE. Yeah, I don't know. but And I'm like thinking like there's no way Nick Aldis, because he's so heavily associated with the NWA, he did just lose his championship to Trevor Murdoch after almost three years of being champion. Hmm. But I, I, I still I don't that he... think that's going to happen. I hope that Nick Aldis goes to WWE, AEW, or Impact. I would like well, to see that. Nick or Aldis maybe, has already done I'll, Impact. I don't need uh, to. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I was going to take out Impact. AEW or WWE. Somewhere where I'm actually going to like see him on TV. Also, somebody else who appeared at the NWA that the weekend. They had NWA Empower this past weekend. And uh, Awesome Kong appeared and announced her retirement. Her last match was January 2020, and I think that it sucks that she never made it back to WWE, especially for NXT. And it sucks that she didn't really... I, I don't know what happened that she like just stopped being used in AEW, if it was like an injury or something, but it sucks that Glow got canceled. I still wish that Netflix like would uncancel it. <laughs> but... NXT-wise, MSK went to William Regal because they wanted to give Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch a tag team championship match since they were stripped of those titles and never got to lose them. And William Regal said that he was going to take the match away from them due to what they did to Timothy Thatcher and Tommaso Ciampa, but he granted the match for next week because MSK asked for it. So the titles are on the line next week. 
After that, Boa had a video package where he basically said that he let Mei Ying down. But it was also announced that she's making her in-ring debut next week. I don't know what to what? expect from that. I'm <laughs> I was about quick. to ask, what do you expect from that? Quick. That's what I expect. I don't know who yeah. she'll be facing, but... It better be quick. It has it, to be. I. It really better be. It better be very quick. You know? But... After yeah. that, Raquel Gonzalez picked up the victory over Jesse Kamea. Decent match. I think yeah, it was Jesse safe Kame- to assume the outcome of this. Yeah, but Jesse Kamea had a really good showing in this, I thought. Yeah. And uh, this really just furthers the feud with Frankie Monet. Yeah, I agree with you. It definitely furthered that a, a good amount. After um, this, Samoa Joe was interviewed, and he said that there's a precedent to uphold with the NXT championship and basically like Ilya Dragunov questions who's next who's stepping up next and I have no clue who it could be I really nobody comes to mind right now does anybody come to mind for you right off the bat no exactly is it I feel like that's not a good thing if somebody doesn't come directly to mind. Well, I mean, obviously there's one. Walter. Okay. All right, yeah. But, but nobody else. Yeah, really nobody else. I don't know. After that, Roderick Strong picked up the victory over Ikemen Jiro. Diamond Mine came out with the Creed Brothers, who Roderick Strong was training with last week. They are Jacob and Drew Casper, who were collegiate wrestlers for Duke and Otterbein. You ever wrestle anybody from Duke or Otterbein? Uh, can't say I have. Can't say I Is have. Is that a different division? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different division. But... Good match. Again, like the other match, I think an obvious outcome here. Yeah. Ikeman Jiro, I'm a, I'm a fan of, though. Yeah. I mean, I said it last time on the uh, that during the tournament. I, I think that he's very exciting to watch. Yeah, and I like that he wrestles with the jacket on. Yeah, yeah, I said that last time too. I like the jacket uh, deal, but you know, very different. Roderick Strong hit the end of Heartache twice on Jiro just to send a message to Kushida for the cruiserweight championship and the cruiserweight champion. Yeah, he definitely sent that message pretty uh, loud and strong. After that, Cameron Grimes was being interviewed, and it gets cut off by the grizzled young veterans. They made fun of Cameron Grimes. They made fun of the cheap knockoff replica million-dollar championship. James Drake pulls out a replica, and Cameron Grimes is like, hmm, this feels, what did he say, heavier? Mm-hmm. And then, boom, drops it on Gibson's foot. So it was a comedic segment. It was funny. They'll probably wrestle next week. So Yeah. Nothing really else with that, though. But the main event of the evening, you had Tommaso Ciampa pick up the victory over Ridge Holland. Um, this was match. Yeah, this was a nice, hard-hitting matchup. Um, 
I was disappointed in this outcome too. I really I wanted Rich Holland to pick I up the victory. I thought for sure Rich Holland was going to win this. There's no really good reason why he shouldn't have picked up the victory in this. Well, unless something else can happen next week or so. <sighs> Champa hit the Willow's Bell, picks up that victory. Pete Dunne attacked Tommaso Champa afterwards. That leads for Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch to join in, but MSK Rundown make the save. Um, MSK, I'm still not seeing enough from. I thought maybe last, I, I mean, based off the outcome, I would say there's a six-man tag next week, but we already know that it's MSK versus Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. Yeah. So, who knows what will happen with that. Uh, moving on to NXT UK, Blair Davenport versus Nina Samuels never actually happened. Davenport attacked Nina Samuels during her entrance. It was broken up, and then she attacked Sid Scala. After that, Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff picked up the victory over Dan Maloney and Andy Wilde. And I still very much so enjoy the team of Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff. I thought it was a good match. After that, we saw they, Pretty Deadly doing a TikTok. I hate TikTok. I can't even begin to stress how much I hate TikTok. You'll be on it soon. I will not. I'm not gonna ever be on TikTok. Yeah. But they were doing a TikTok. A TikTok. Gallus <laughs> doing a TikTok. Gallus walks up to them, and it's very clearly not even a TikTok at that point. It's way too good of a quality to be a TikTok. But Gallus interrupts, pushes Lewis into the fountain or whatever you want to call it, a pool or whatever gimmick. So I'm assuming Mark and Joe Coffey are going to be going after the NXT UK tag team titles. After that, we saw Amelia McKenzie pick up the victory over Amel, which was a good match. McKenzie, I, I would say, got an unexpected pin out of nowhere to get that victory. This was just uh, her kind of sticking up for... Uh, uh, Mako Satamora. So, I like that match. And then the main event, I thought, was really good. Uh, a UK Heritage Cup number one contender tournament match. Tio Man picks up the victory over Nathan Fraser. And uh, I, I thought it was really good. The last move in that match that Tio Man hit to pick up the victory, I thought was awesome. It, like, starts out like a reverse DDT position. Then he flips over like natural selection, but lands like a reverse Dirty Deeds. It was like a dope move. I think both of them worked very well together. I'd like to see both of them wrestle again. But that was NXT UK. Moving over to SmackDown. The Usos open it up, spoke about uh, what the, the Street Profits did last week, and they said it was disrespectful to the Bloodline. Then they go into a match where the Street Profits pick up the victory over the Usos via disqualification because Jey Uso was not the legal man, did not listen to the referee. It was a good match, but this was one of those contenders matches, so I don't understand why you'd get yourself DQ'd because now the Street Profits, I think, have a title shot. They didn't say it, but I would assume that's what it means. After that, Roman Reigns sent Paul Heyman to get the Usos for him, but Kayla cut it off and kept getting, uh, Paul Heyman kept getting a phone call with Brock Lesnar's theme song as the ringtone. 
he finally answers. He looks nervous. Kayla, happy as can be. I thought that was funny. And then Paul Heyman bumps into Big E, who is dressed as a custodian, completely teases the Money in the Bank briefcase again. I thought it was a fantastic segment with all of them. Uh, After that, Becky Lynch addressed Bianca Belair, and she also mentioned that she's not the bad guy. She just simply filled in for Sasha Banks, and Bianca Belair wasn't ready. Uh, Bianca Belair came out and said that she didn't make any excuses, and she won't be making any excuses as to why she lost the championship, and she will be champion again. And then she brought up Roman Reigns and how he's defending the championship on SmackDown, so she should uh, also defend the championship on SmackDown. And Becky Lynch is like, nah, I'm good. And then later on, Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce met up with Becky Lynch backstage and said that she will defend that championship at Extreme Rules. And next week at Madison Square Garden, there will be a contract signing for it. After that, Dolph Ziggler spoke to Tony Storm backstage, so it was nice that she's finally back on SmackDown, even though it was a backstage gimmick here. But he told her to check out his match, and she's like, I'm rooting for Boogs. And then Boogs went ahead and defeated Dolph Ziggler in a somewhat of a very quick match. The only thing that I'll say about this is that I'm still really disappointed that he got rid of those theatrics before his finisher. After that, though, Cesaro picked up the victory over Seth Rollins via disqualification, another DQ ending for SmackDown. But it was a fun match. I didn't really think we needed it, but I enjoyed it. Cesaro, I, I would say, controlled most of this. Um, I, I, I'm also very happy every time somebody does a move for Luke Harper. And that was the discus lariat from Cesaro, followed up with a yeah, yeah, yeah from Corey Graves on commentary. So I definitely always appreciate seeing stuff like that and hearing stuff like that. Um, Cesaro, after the match, or not after the match, to end the match, goes for the uppercut outside the ring. Seth Rollins hits him with a chair, and then he continues the attack. He broke a chair like Edge did. He locked in that cross face with the chair piece, and he was waiting for Edge to come out. And Edge didn't show up, so he hit Cesaro with the stomp. Then he goes and grabs another chair, Maybe to set up the concerto. But then Edge ran out, made the save. So that was, I would say, an overall good segment. Backstage, Edge was asked about him being done with Seth Rollins as per what he said last week. But Edge is like, I I was, but I, I can't be. I need to stop Seth Rollins from hurting other people, basically. And Edge then challenged Seth Rollins to a match next week on SmackDown at Madison Square Garden. Definitely marked out at that. I hope that match happens. I will be very, very happy if that happens. Speaking of happy, though, Happy Corbin pulls up to the arena and he mistook Mac Mitchell for the valet, which I think is a good way to get Corbin on a TV and have him come off unfavorable. And then we had the Kevin Owens show with Happy Corbin as the guest. And he thanked Kevin Owens for basically turning his life around. And he brought up how he had a special guest, which turned out to be Logan Paul. (laughs) Kevin Owens then tells Logan Paul to just get out of WWE for good. 
And that leads to a, a pushing match between Logan Paul and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens goes to go after him and Happy Corbin stops him. Now I have to maybe fear a boxing match, perhaps, at Madison Square Garden between Kevin Owens and Logan Paul. I don't think that'll happen, but I mean, I saw Matt Hardy versus Evander Holyfield at Madison Square Garden, so you never know what's going to happen. After that, Carmella had some gimmick backstage with her hair blowing slow-mo a little bit, and uh, Liv Morgan was looking on just to question it, which... If you're not going to have a match with women on SmackDown, I guess it's a good filler use, maybe. After that, Sami Zayn picked up the victory over Dominic Mysterio. Sami went to leave the match, but Rey Mysterio came out and made him back up towards the ring. Dominic dives to the outside, takes Sami Zayn out, rolls him back into the ring, and Rey Mysterio's like, go, go back in. When he gets back into the ring, Sami Zayn hits him with that haluva kick and uh, picks up that victory. So there's definitely going to be some sort of father versus son match coming up in the near future. After that, we saw Sonya Deville talking on the phone backstage and she was like super pumped about MSG next week. Naomi cuts her off told her you said last week and then she's like then eh, just remind me again next week completely blowing her off earlier in the night Paul Heyman informed Roman Reigns that Brock Lesnar will be at Madison Square Garden next week and Roman Reigns questioned how Paul knew that he won't be there at Smackdown but Brock Lesnar was not at Smackdown not to jump ahead but the Usos end up attacking Finn Balor during his entrance The Street Profits chase them off, but the damage was done there. Roman Reigns picks up the victory over Finn Balor to retain the Universal Championship. There was no way I was thinking that Finn Balor would walk out as champion, but it was definitely exciting to watch him fight back after a beatdown. Especially with all like the... I thought there were some really good false finishes in this match. At one point, the last one, Roman Reigns kicks out with a low blow to Finn Balor. Commentary was iffy whether or not that was an accident, whether or not it was a storyline, perhaps, maybe. I don't know. But it was there. He gets up, ends up choking Finn Balor out. As Roman Reigns is going up to the to the entranceway, the lights flicker red. Just the first second, quick second. Roman Reigns kind of like acknowledges it, but we don't know what that is. That could have just been a mess up. <laughs> Who knows? But that's SmackDown. Uh, gonna take a quick break right now and hear a word from Manscaped. We'll be right back here on Marking Out. Support for Marking Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shave it up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. You get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. It's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. When I tell you this is premium. 
I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Cause we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way I can charge my lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one for this uh, read, at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two for this read, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for the three. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out Episode 552. Remember to head over to manscaped.com. Use that code regardless. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. I think uh, as for AEW Rampage last week, the only thing that I really need to cover is the fact that Lucha Brothers picked up the victory over Jurassic Express to move on to face the Young Bucks at All Out in that cage match. I thought Rampage last week was one of the the worst episodes of AEW television. Um, but AEW kicked off this week. Dynamite, Santana, and Ortiz get the victory over FTR. Good match. Just really bad officiating in this match. I liked FTR paying tribute to Bobby Eaton with their gear. I like that uh, snap suplex off Scott Dawson from Santana. Uh, also, Dash Wilder hitting a really nice gory bomb in this match. But again, that officiating was god-awful. It took the referee at one point, like, it looked like a whole 10 minutes to get down for one count. Terrible. After this, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia cut a promo about Darby Allen. It leads into CM Punk coming out. Saying that he hasn't wrestled in seven years, that he's nervous, he's scared. Then Daniel Garcia and 2.0 run down and attack CM Punk. Darby Allen and Sting make the save. You get a coffin drop, a scorpion death drop, and the go to sleep. First time in a long time. I think it was very predictable. But uh, it's it's there's literally there's nothing else you could do with CM Punk before the pay-per-view. Unless, I mean, they do something with Rampage, but I have no idea yet. But Darby Allin and CM Punk went face-to-face, and then Sting said that he wants this match to be one-on-one, so he will not be at ringside for this match. I, The only thing I wish from this is that CM Punk plugged heels. Because I think it's a good show. I, I enjoyed it. He was on this week or last week's episode, Ricky Rabies, and he was actually pretty good. So I, I just wish he gave that a little plug. 
No, no big deal that he didn't, though. Uh, after that, we had an MJF sit down with Tony Schiavone. Really good promo from MJF, but Tony Schiavone served absolutely no purpose here. I kind of don't care about Chris Jericho versus MJF. It should have ended with the fifth labor. This should have been the fifth labor, perhaps. Uh, later on, Chris Jericho was in the ring with Chris uh, with Chris Jericho with Jim Ross for an interview, and he basically said that he he really needs to beat MJF. He he wants more out of his AEW wrestling career. He doesn't want to stop wrestling, so he needs to beat MJF just to prove it to himself. But again. I don't need this match. After this, Orange Cassidy picked up the victory over Jack Evans. Matt Hardy attacked Orange Cassidy before the match, and the referee tossed him from the ringside area. Orange Cassidy gets the the win during a commercial break. Picture in picture, but I don't watch commercials. I'm not sitting there watching the action in a tiny little in a tiny little box. I thought that was really stupid. But Matt Hardy comes back out, attacks Orange Cassidy. Best friends make the save. HFO attack them. All 1,000 members of the HFO. And then Jurassic Express ultimately make that save there. After that, Powerhouse Hobbs picked up the victory over Brian Cage. Brian Cage attacked Will Hobbs during his entrance. Hook distracts the referee at one point. Ricky Starks who I, I was like, where the hell has Ricky Sarks been? Clocks Brian Cage with the FTW Championship. Powerhouse Hobbs picks up that victory. Not much you can say about that. After that, QT Marshall called Big Show out. The Factory then end up attacking Big Show, but Big Show knocked them all out. Cleared house. QT Marshall runs away. And then the Gun Club come out. After Big Show had already cleaned house. So there is a flag. Billy Gunn then lines up behind Big Show. Or Big Show walks in front of Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn had a chair. Boom. Hits him with the chair in the hip. QT Marshall eventually hits him with the diamond cutter. But you had to have been stupid to not know what was up. It made no sense for them to have ran out then. I thought that was a bit too predictable. Also, unpredictable in the fact that you wouldn't think Billy Gunn was going to turn on Big Show in 2021, but predictable in the fact that why would they run down after the fact that Big Show had already knocked out like seven or eight people? After that, Britt Baker had a huge announcement, a free agent signing that uh, just turned out to be Britt Baker. So I don't really understand how she's the free agent there, but I think we'll see Ruby Soho perhaps confront her at All Out. Next match after that, Ty Conti picked up the victory over Penelope Ford. Ty Conti attacked Penelope Ford and the Bunny before the match, and it was a pretty good match. Um, Penelope Ford and the Bunny attacked Ty Conti afterwards, and Anna Jay made her return. So maybe we'll start to see Ty Conti more with the Dark Order again. Or maybe we'll see Anna Jay away from the Dark Order. After that, Thunder Rosa was asked about Anna Jay being in the Battle Royale, and she got cut off by Nyla Rose. 
And Jade Cargill, they, uh, she was like, well, I basically know I'm about to get my ass kicked. So she starts the fight. She gets her ass kicked. End of that segment. We see the main event, the Elite, pick up the victory over the Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros. Brandon Cutler got involved behind the referee's back. Phoenix moved out of the way and the Bucks hit each other with the BTE trigger, but they quickly recovered. Hit the Melter driver, pick up that victory. Definitely wasn't expecting that. Made me completely think that uh, everybody's going to be losing their titles on Sunday now. But afterwards, Kenny Omega with jet black hair again comes out. The Elite uh, continue the attack. Weakest magic killer to Luchasaurus through a table. Christian runs down to try to make the save. He spears Kenny. The Elite take him out. And then Don Callis, I guess, had Tony Khan's phone signaled to the, the production truck or whatever to lower down the uh, the cage. And then they all continue the attack inside the cage. Dante Martin, Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Marco Stunt, they all tried to make the stave, but they couldn't. Almost seemed like an unfinished ending on this show. It cut off in the middle of Kenny Omega talking. But, I mean, it wasn't a terrible ending. It just uh, it seemed unfinished. So, uh, that's Dynamite. AEW All Out taking place this weekend, September 5th at the Now Arena in Chicago area, Illinois. The 21-woman casino battle royale for the AEW Women's Championship was supposed to be on the, the buy-in. But they announced that there's travel issues. So Pac versus Andrade, the match I was most looking forward to, will not be taking place. And instead, this will be taking place. But they also, well, not they, Andrade, kind of teased that he might be making an open challenge at All Out. So people are, I guess, assuming Daniel Bryan there, which that'd be cool. But the buy-in will have a 10-man tag match. Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, Wheeler, Yuta, Jurassic Express taking on the HFO. Gotta assume the HFO is losing this one. So I'm going to go with the best friends and Jurassic Express. The 21-woman Casino Battle Royale for a championship shot. Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, the bunny uh, Anna J, Jamie Hayter, Rebel, Kylan King, Layla Hirsch, Abaddon, Kiera Hogan, Jade Cargill, Emmy Sakura, Hikaru Shida, who I have not seen since she lost her championship. I don't know where she's been. Probably AEW Dark, but that's, to me, stupid. Red Velvet, Penelope Ford, Diamante, Ty Conti, Julia Hart, Big Swole, and two other people. Um... Perhaps Mickey James and Ruby Soho. Gonna, I'm gonna pick Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Riot, to win that match. Whether or not that'll happen, I have no idea. But I'm gonna go with that. Unless Thunder Rosa is actually gonna pick up the victory there, in which case that's pretty stupid because she's already, I believe, in that number one ranking. She should already be the number one contender. Uh, but Britt Baker will be defending that AEW Women's Championship against Chris Statlander. I'm a hundred percent sticking with. Britt Baker as champion. We have John Moxley versus Kojima. I'm going to say John Moxley. 
Maybe a special appearance from Tanahashi afterwards. Big Show will be facing QT Marshall. Uh, I mean, obviously you would think Big Show is the uh, the debuting first match in AEW, so he'd get the the, the victory there. I don't know. I, I'm, you know what? I'll say Big Show. Maybe we'll see that, that new singlet that he had in that photo shoot that AEW had. Uh, Chris Jericho will be facing MJF. If Chris Jericho loses, he will retire from in-ring competition in AEW. I'm going to say Chris Jericho wins this, though. Miro defending the AEW TNT Championship against Eddie Kingston. Going with Miro. Um, CM Punk versus Darby Allin. Gotta go with CM Punk. Young Bucks defending the titles against Lucha Bros. Gonna say... uh, I'm gonna say the Lucha Bros. Maybe that's against better judgment. I don't even know if this is the main event, but for the AEW Championship, Kenny Omega versus Christian. Gonna say Christian. But again, that's probably against better judgment. Even though they all had the the upper hand on Dynamite, maybe that's a swerve. But that is AEW All Out. Hey, Chris. Got a match of the week? Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. Chris here with your Match of the Week, or you can refer to me as the Rick Rude of Wrestling Podcasts, as today, as well, I was on the Filthy Effin' Casuals podcast, uh, talking about All Out, talking about beer, talking about music. Uh, so thanks to Damien and Ryan for having me on. It was uh, It was a blast. And Match of the Week this week, um, I needed to go back and rewatch this. Um, it's from Slammiversary 2009, the Monsters Ball match between Taylor Wilde and Abyss facing off against Raven and Daphne. Daphne was always one of those performers that really resonated with me, being uh, uh, the awkward kid in high school wearing all black and listening to Marilyn Manson and Korn and all those bands. I felt like there was a female performer out there that, you know, I can kind of align with. She did great things in WCW. I thought her run in TNA was awesome. And uh, I'm not going to lie. Huge crush on her. So she will sorely be missed. Um, I never got a chance to go to like a convention where she was at, where I could have meet, met her. Um, I did scoop up her TNA action figure yesterday on eBay. So that's going to be a nice little cool piece to uh, my collection that I have. Match of the week this week is uh, Taylor Wilde and Abyss versus Raven and Daphne. Monsters ball match. Daphne got slammed on thumbtacks. That's right. Female wrestler is doing thumbtacks in 2009. Let's go. Anyway, let's get to Brandon and his shoutouts. I'm Louie Anderson, and survey says Brandon shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Ed Asner. He unfortunately passed away this week at the age of 91. I think as a kid, I probably first knew him from the Mary Tyler Moore show. Him as Lou Grant, right? You you probably watched that too, right? I I never watched it, what? but I knew of it. I never How did watched you not it. watch the Mary Tyler Moore show. I don't know. I just never watched the Mary Tyler Moore show. I watched the Dick Van Dyke show with Mary Mary Tyler Moore. I was going to ask if you watched like you watch Happy Days, probably right? Of course, yeah. So how did you not watch Mary Tyler Moore? 
I don't know. I usually change the channel. I think after, like at the end, at the, um, the start of it. But he was in so many projects after that, and maybe for our generation, maybe one of the most well-known movies that he was in was Pixar's Up. He was Carl Fredrickson. He also has a Disney Plus short series that literally just came out this week based mm. off of Up called Doug Days. Also, okay. if you're unaware, he starred in a movie called The Wrestler from 1974. He was a promoter. It had many wrestlers in it. Dusty Rhodes, Pedro Morales, Ray Stevens, Vince McMahon Sr. is in that movie. If you had never heard Vince McMahon Sr. talk, you could hear him talk in that movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and I always, I always wanted to meet Ed Asner. I never got the chance. I, I think he did a panel at New York Comic Con, but I don't think he ever did a meet and greet. That's interesting. Yeah, I would have liked to have met him. Yeah. Um, but my condolences go out to his family and his friends. My next shout out is going to Vacation Friends, starring John Cena, Lil Rel, Yvonne Orji. Uh, Meredith Hagner. It's a brand new movie on Hulu. I enjoyed the movie. Basically, John Cena it, and Hagner play like a wild couple who Lil Rel and Yvonne meet on vacation. And they're like a, a super tame couple. But because of John Cena's character, they open up. And then they show up at a wedding months later and craziness ensues i thought it was a good movie check it out on hulu vacation friends it looked it looked really funny yeah i thought it was yeah it really looked i think really funny and john cena work really well together but my last shout out goes to he's all that which is the female version of she's all that that stars addison ray who is tiktok famous i guess but Matthew Lillard, Rachel Lee Cook are also in it. They were in She's All That. It's a very, 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 very Gen Z movie. And mm-hmm. it like heavily relies on TikTok and TikTok trends. But if you can look past that, I think it's pretty decent. It's not mm-hmm. as good as She's All That. And it's certainly not as good as Not Another Teen Movie, which parodied She's All That. But I still liked it, and uh, because of this movie, I've had "Kiss Me" stuck in my head. So, not another teen movie is always great. Yeah, the one thing that I thought for sure that would have been from this movie was, um, what's his name, Freddie Prince Jr., but he wasn't in it. Yeah, the only people I recognize from the cast is Richard Lee Cook and Matthew Lillard. Probably, yeah. Yeah, everybody else, I have no clue who they are. The other kid was in, uh, he was on Girl Meets World. If you watch that at all, probably not, but... Uh, no. And, uh, the other girl was from the the game plan with The Rock when she was a little kid. Well, those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Our... Our... Is right our mark out moment of the week. 
Gonna have to say the new GCW Universal Championship that Matt Cardona had made. Yes. Perfect. That, I, yeah, it's perfect, and it will definitely get the fans to really hate him even more. Leather you strap, know, I, check. Velcro, check. It's a spinner, check. Everything that, that everybody hilarious. hates. Yeah, pretty much everything that the fans hated. He <laughs> I, did. For me, I like that spinner championship, both of them. I like the United States version of it, and I like the WWE championship version of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, even his other attire, uh, not attire, but the new T-shirt that he has on sale pretty much saying say that, exactly <laughs> yeah definitely like the stuff that the gcw universe is saying about him and that's right it's the gcw universe um and the new plaque that he has on sale starting to on friday with a little piece of sale. his on sale i thought it goes on sale friday yeah but it's oh already. yes yeah yeah already yeah already on sale um that looks really cool are you gonna get one? I won't. Maybe. I was not there. I think that's true. I think Chris and Sal are definitely gonna get. I'll probably end up uh, trying to. I don't think either of one. you are gonna get. It's it's limited one fifty. It probably sold out by the time I'm even putting this up. <laughs> very, very, very true. Very true. I also popped uh, that The Rock announced this week that Jungle Cruise is officially getting a sequel. So I'm happy I saw for that, that too. I saw that too. I thought that they, oh, uh, what is that show? What are we do in the shadows? Yeah, that I'm gonna mark out for. I'm very happy that that comes back uh, this week. Why have you been watching it from the start? Yeah, I've been. I think the last season I didn't see all of it, but I do like to catch it when I do. Uh, turn it on and everything like that i don't know if we ever it's discussed really this. did you know this was a it was a originally a movie really yeah what like same actors or no uh i believe yeah i believe some of them were that's interesting i didn't know that yeah i kind of like want to see this but you know i'm also I'm okay with watching it on uh, on TV. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, something that I marked out for, I totally uh, marked out for this. But I, I marked out for watching the Paralympics on TV. I, I think that watching the Paralympics was, it's incredible to see what these athletes do. Um, they were doing like this cycling on the road. But they were using their their arms. Uh, the amount of strength that you need in your shoulders, your arms, and to be able to do that going uphill and through everything. The, the sprinting, the track and field events. Um, these athletes are overcoming so much. And it's incredible to see the feat of strength and ability that they have. Um... I mean, we have a, a gold medalist on Long Island now, uh, doing the with the swimming. Yeah, she's and she's blind. Yeah, and she's blind. Uh, the, uh, it's incredible. I think that these athletes, uh, they this should be 
primetime. This should be on NBC primetime, just like they do for the Olympics. I think that this, I totally marked out for this completely because I was just so blown back. I was impressed. I was, I loved it. I really did. Um, who knows? Maybe at some day I'll, I'll, I'll uh, work at the Paralympics, but I was blown away. I definitely marked out for watching the Paralympics. Nice. But, yeah. Hey, well, take it away. That is episode 552 of Marking Out. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Like us on Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, MarkingOut.com. Follow us, Marking Out, Marking Out 11 on Instagram, Marking Out 11 on YouTube, Facebook.com slash Marking Out, BTTG161, David PTDPT. Twitter and Instagram, Chris Sweendog. Use that code regardless for 20% off and free shipping over at manscaped.com, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Use that code Labor Day. Get yourself 20% off. We wish you the, the Best of luck in your future endeavors. Future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Woo!